0: Good morning, guys. This is Sean today. Welcome to the show. This is The Weekly Briefly. We're on uh, one of those episodes. And uh, today is Friday. It's March 20th, 2015. Uh, here's something cool I want to talk about. Just going uh, just kind to of touch and go today. Uh, not super crazy in-depth episode. Just some food for thought that happy people make more meaningful work. When you're happy, you do more meaningful work. You know we all want to uh, you know we all want to do our best creative work we want to create more meaningful work and the the foundation this is my premise this is my hypothesis this is my uh, this is what I'm saying on the soapbox today is that when you're happy you're gonna do more meaningful work so tell me if this scenario sounds familiar to you you're stressed out you're overwhelmed you're feeling you know anxiety the weight of your work is sitting on you. You know you've got a big project coming up. The deadline is looming, so you cancel your plans for Friday night. You work late Friday night. You go into work on Saturday. You're working on Sunday. You work over the weekend. It comes Monday. You say all through the week you keep working on it. Right? Why is it that when things get tough and uh, you know work needs more attention? We so quickly deem everything else as less important. The diet goes out the window. Suddenly we're eating donuts. We're we're grabbing fast food on the way. You know, we're we're not getting enough sleep. We're not hanging out with anyone. We canceled all our social plans, right? Because we got to get all this, you know, we got to get our best work done. We got to get done as fast as possible. So we cut out the relationships, the rest, exercise, all this stuff, right? But these are the things, the very things that we cut out when we're feeling so stressed. We got to get the work done. We cut this stuff out, but those are the the very things that give us the energy, the clarity. They help us stay sane. They help us to be more creative, to be more productive, right? So there's this book, Inner Excellence, uh, by this lady, Carol Osborne. Uh, She and her husband co-founded a thing called Overachievers Anonymous, right? And the the premise for Overachiever Anonymous is that there has to be something more in life than success born at the expense of your personal and spiritual needs and values. I'm going to say that again. There has to be something more in life than success born at the expense of your personal and spiritual needs and values. Uh, basically, she says that anxiety and stress over time decrease our ability to perform. So, why is it that when we feel like, okay, now I'm, I'm down to the wire, I got to get this done, we add, you know, we're, we're feeling stress, we're feeling anxiety, we add more stress and more anxiety as if like brute force is going to solve the problem, right? So we hear so much about work-life balance, uh, you know, having meaningful relationships, eating healthy, exercising, getting rest, taking breaks from work, uh, learning new things, having fun, relaxing, right? All these things. And uh, there's this, this uh, premise that I've got, you know, one of the pillars for my book, Power Focus Life. It's that we can thrive in the midst of the tension. And, you know, you read so many of these books, you see, you know, this is the, uh, you know, the the top 10 secrets to to living a stress-free life uh, and and doing your most productive work. And I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for stress-relieving techniques. I'm all for, you know, slowing down, taking a moment, you know, breathing uh, and things like that. But at the same time, you know, there's just you know, things just come and go, like life goes up and down. We have the the things, you know, people are going to wound us, People, things are going to go crazy. Uh, you're going to have a deadline on the same day that both your kids decide to get the stomach bug and projectile vomit all over your living room. Like stuff like that just happens, right? Like life is just tense. And uh, so the idea that we can thrive in the midst of all of our tension, right? Like there's that, uh, that we can do our best creative work and that we can have fun uh, in the midst of just the craziness of life. And uh, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get at here is, you know, the whole life work balance kind of leads to that. Uh, and so one of the ways that we do that is you've got the support system in place, uh, your social support system. You have health in your whole areas of life. You're, you're a healthy eater. Uh, you know, you try to exercise. You've got, you know, mental, spiritual health, things like that. Uh, and you're able to find joy in the journey. And, um, you know, this is such a, you know, I've, I've been reading all these books, uh, you know, about productivity and doing more meaningful work and, Uh, you know, work-life balance and and the happiness advantage and all these things, right? Tons and tons and tons of books. And after a little while, they kind of all begin to sound a little bit the same, Um, you know, with different points of view, different vantage points, but a lot of the foundational ideas uh, and theories are very, very similar. And in one way, you could be like, oh, you know, whatever. That stuff's just fluffy. but then, On the other hand, you kind of go, you know what? Like, there's some conventional wisdom here. There's some, there's some, you know, hive logic truth to, you know, what these people are having to say. Um, you know, and, and so here's, here's one of the things, uh, you know, we, we talk about the work-life balance, right? So we tell ourselves, uh, you know what? I'm going to be happy once I can meet X, Y, Z goal, whatever it is. Uh, and, and Sean, Sean, uh, Atcher, I think is how you say his last name might be Aker. Uh, he has this whole, he's got a whole book and then he's got a Ted talk and some other stuff uh, called the happiness advantage. And he talks about, you know, when you set happiness as this thing that orbits, around success uh the problem there is that you know it's well actually it's not true you know we used to think that the sun orbited around the earth but in actuality the earth orbits around the sun and so we used to think that happiness orbited around success but actually success orbits around happiness you know and the problem is if we tell ourselves at all happy be happy once i meet this goal these goal posts are always moving so you get a nice car well now you're going to want a nicer car you get a thousand twitter followers and you have to get two thousand twitter followers you got get grades, so now you got to get better grades. Uh, and so when our happiness is dependent on the state of our inbox uh, or our to-do list, it's like, oh, you know what, there's a stack of emails to go through, we're feeling low. When we have inbox zero, yeah, we're feeling great. And so many of us, what we're doing is we're putting off our rest, we're putting off our happiness until we can just get one more thing, we can accomplish one more task, we can, we can meet one more goal, whatever that may be. Um, you know, they say that if you find a job you love – then you never have to work a day in your life. Uh, But for me, like, I love to work. The the goal isn't to not work. The the goal is to enjoy and do meaningful work, right? Like, that's what we want when we do our best creative work. We want to create meaningful work. Um, So I think that if you find a job you love, then, you know, it's not that you don't have to work a day in your life. It's that you get to work every day in your life. Uh, So, you know, coming back to The Happiness Advantage, John Aker's book, Um, So he makes this case, right, that success doesn't bring happiness, uh, but rather happiness will lead to success. And it's not just, you know, that the happy person feels successful. You know, I've been reading some of these Zig Ziglar books and some Stephen Covey stuff and a lot of it, like the successful people uh, that, you know, we define success as, you know, they feel hope, they have a reasonable amount of security, uh, they're reasonably prosperous in terms of like their core needs have been met. Uh, they have healthy relationships, they're they feel physically healthy, they have energy. Like this is the definition of success, not my white picket fence and my million dollar uh you know, 401k. Um so so happy people, you know, in Sean Anchor's book he makes it, the point. Happy people, uh, you know, happiness leads to success. And not just that they feel successful, uh which they do usually, uh, but that the happy person also attains the levels of success that other people are clamoring for. Meaning the happiness advantage is what his books called. And that's the whole kind of the, the principle, you know, the happiness advantage is this thing that happiness gives you and your team a competitive edge. That There's an advantage to those who are happy. They, they have an advantage It's the happiness advantage. Um, so put another way, if you think that once you attain a certain level of success in your career or finances, that then you'll be happy, it's likely that neither of those things will happen. You not only will you not reach the goal, but you won't be happy. But if you choose to be happy now and increase your baseline, you know, mood of happiness, then it's likely that you'll also be successful as well as happy, right? Cuz you're happy. So, um I kind of wanted to relate this to the the, you know, what James Altucher would call the choose yourself economy. Uh it's the, you know what? Like we're in uh you know, we're no longer in the the, the factory economy. We're now in the the choose yourself economy. The uh, you know building an audience, uh, putting your art out there, the the direct relationship where it's it's the small nimble companies, it's the small independent artists connecting directly with their audience, directly with their fans. and I think that a lot of you guys you know listening to this show specifically like this is right in the demographic like this is stuff that I care deeply about um, and, and I think a lot of you do as well. I'm a huge proponent. You got Kevin Kelly's idea, the 1,000 true fans. Uh, That was exactly how I was able to make a living uh, from my writing and my online publishing and the things that I'm doing. Uh, Was you know four years ago, I you know quit my job. I asked people to sign up to become members for my website, and they did. And I was able to to have a a small audience that supported the work I did. And uh, you know it wasn't a lot at first, but it was enough. It was what I needed to put the full time work into my job. And then it's grown into, it's now, you know, it's sustainable. It's a, you know, for me, it's a lifestyle business that I'm happy, I'm comfortable with, uh, you know, and I, I can spend time with my kids and my wife, which is so important to me. And so, but here's the thing, Right, so you're putting your artwork out there. You're 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 trying to build your 1,000 true fans. You're trying to build this audience. You're trying to to provide value to uh, to your sphere of influence, however small or big it may be, um, and even when it's huge, right? At, at the end of the day, it's it's actually probably still pretty small, in you know, relatively speaking. So you, you're you're seeking to build your thousand true fans, right? Well, you're probably gonna in along the way, you're gonna get 10,000 haters, um, and actually it probably just seems like 10,000. It's it's usually like the vocal minority, but they're the ones it's like the, you get the thousand true fans and they're tracking with you. They like the work that you're doing. They're reading your stuff. They're buying your stuff. But a lot of times you never hear from them. They're there, they exist. But usually it's the people that are the most vocal are usually the people that are the most angry. So you get this vocal minority, this vocal angry minority and they think what you do is a waste of space. They think you're a waste of space. They think that you're noise in the system. You're you're unoriginal. You're uninspired. You suck. Right? Like and this stinks. Are you serious? Like that's pathetic. I can't believe you put that out there. I can't believe you just tweeted that. I can't believe you would charge 99 cents for this app. Are you what do you think I'm rich? Do you think I'm Warren Buffett? You want me to pay 99 cents? Right? Like these are the haters. Right? And and they are the vocal minority so often. And you know what? The haters are going to hate. And so here we are, like where it's this juxtaposition of, you know what? Like the, the happiest people are the most successful and the happiest people are the most creative. They do the best creative work. Like that's, that's the foundation we need. But yet here we are in economy that most of the time, the work we're doing, we get a lot of negative feedback, a lot of doubters, a lot of haters. They're the vocal minority. And yet this is the environment where we're trying to be happy. We're trying to create our best creative work and we're trying to, you know, take joy in the journey. And so if we base our mood on the the feedback that we get from the haters, like that's just going to rob us of the joy, the happiness, you know, the the delighting in the journey of doing our work, right? And so it's, 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 this, it's this weird thing because doing our best creative work, it is frightening, right? We have to dance with these fears. It could fail. People could reject it. They could hate it you know what worse they could actually be like completely apathetic about it so it's this this difficult spot to be in but yet the secret to doing our best creative work is is having fun right to delighting in the journey working from that positive state rather than neutral or negative um so this kind of takes me back to uh, like the fifth episode of uh the, the weekly briefly I had, you know, like a year ago, right? I had my, my buddy Patrick Rowan was on the show and we were giving advice for people that wanted to build an online audience for their writing. And one of the foundational principles for that that we both agreed on was this immeasurable importance of having fun in the work that you're doing. And it's it's not nearly as it sounds, right? It's like, you know, I mean, it's like dieting. It's like exercising. Yeah, super simple, not easy. So having fun, super simple, not easy. Uh, you know, cause publishing your work, like it's, it's really, it's, it's not fun. It's scary. It's frightening. It freaks us out. And people are going to criticize for criticize us for it. Right. So I've, I've, I've written about this a lot in the past and I always come back to it cause I just feel like it's so important. So vital. How do we have fun? Like how do we increase our baseline happiness levels? How do we use that to our advantage to create meaningful work? Um, You know, I've said before that isolation, ambiguity, fear, anxiety, shame, doubt, comparison, disillusionment, like these things will stifle our creativity uh, and they choke out fun from our lives. And then we got the things like community, clear goals, trusting your gut, having experience, taking rest, being diligent. These things like boost our ability to do our best creative work. And we need this kind of like this whole life health, right? Health in all the areas of our life. Uh, we need work life balance, as, as they would say. Uh, and, you, you know, it's the things like rest, meditation, exercise, generosity, meaningful relationships, acts of kindness towards others, uh, you know, building uh, and having meaningful experiences, going on adventures, memories, things like that. Uh, like, these are the things that give us perspective on life. And, uh, you know, here's the whole thing, right? They raise our baseline mood of happiness. They, they raise those levels for us. They help us to have fun. Uh, and so they ultimately, what they do is they make it easier for us to dance with our fears and thus empowering us to do our best creative work. So thanks for listening to the show. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I will talk to you next week. All right. God bless.